Welcome to the Bambushi Happy Hour. I am Patient Bambushi Roethlisberger. Hi everyone, I'm Naomi Bambushi. And this is the Bambushi Happy Hour film and TV edition. How are you, Mom? What's up? Great, sweetie. Wonderful on this gorgeous, gorgeous pre-weekend Friday. Just love. Well, you know that when people hear this, it'll be Saturday. And hey, guess what? Then it'll be a beautiful Saturday. It's going to be even more beautiful, actually. Oh, nice. Okay. Everything's good. Looking forward to, you know, lots of things coming up. I don't want to confirm it yet. Not yet, because I'm not sure of the exact dates. But looking forward to something wonderful coming up for a lovely birthday celebration. Wait, somebody's birthday is coming up? That's right, baby. Yours truly. That's right. Okay. Well... Ma, and you know, some sad news. Uh, you oh, know, no, 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 no sad news. Well, no, it's a little bit. Uh, Mitch McConnell fell after a concussion. He he's being treated for a concussion at a uh, hospital in Washington after he fell in a hotel there. Okay, uh, he, well, get well soon, Mitch. Next. Okay. <laughs> but, Ma, we are Democrats, and we always, you know, we, we take the high Democrats. We take the high road. I did take the high road. Okay. Get yeah, well soon, Mitch. That was real yes, high. Yes, it seemed like it was shade. No, no, that's your he, imagination. He is, he is only 81 years old. So right. Or, 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 already blessed okay. and wealthy. Already blessed. Get well soon, Mitch. Okay. I could say some things that rhyme with it, but I'll leave it alone. <laughs> okay. And other news before we you get know, into You know, that was Michelle Obama, who I love and respect dearly, who said, when they go low, we go high. Okay. But guess what? I didn't say I co-signed on that. <laughs> Case-by-case assessment, because I'll go how the hell I want to go. And, okay, and go ahead. Mom, why didn't you tell everybody that you got invited to, <laughs> to the psychedelic conference where Aaron Rodgers is speaking? I was invited, but my calendar was too full. Oh, gosh. I was invited, but my calendar was very full that day. So I just couldn't make it. I Where was it held? In his cave? Yeah, probably. I don't even know. Oh, gosh. All right. Let me just go move on. All right. You um, know, Aaron, I'm beginning to think, and you know what? I didn't say this before. My bad. I probably overlooked it. I'm beginning to think that you have taken too many blows to the head. Oh, okay? I think he might have. Mine. All right. I hope you'll be okay, honey. Okay. Let's All right. Go. Let's tell everybody what we're sipping on. Like I said, this is Women's History Month, so... This is Antiel Tequila, which was founded by Nayana Ferguson, who is the first black woman to own a tequila company, Ma. So let's okay. So we're gonna do some Antiel Tequila, and you know, you ready? Oh, I'm running ready to raise schedule. your glass. I got it. Okay, let's raise our glasses to Women's History Month. That's mm-hmm. number one. Long life and prosperity, health, wealth, and happiness. Salud. Salud. Okay. All right. All right Ma, Excellent. So let's get into the movie that we told everybody we were going to see the other day, which is Creed 3. Oh, yes. Creed 3. Starring, yes. Starring, of course, Michael B. Jordan, Jonathan Majors, Tessa Thompson, and Felicia Richard. And this screenplay is by Ryan Coogler's brother, Keenan Coogler. Okay. And the story is by Ryan Coogler. And it was directed by Mr. Michael B. Jordan. So my, this is Adonis is thriving many years later um, in his career and his childhood, while his childhood friend has been released 18 years later from prison, um, you know, we know Adonis has a beautiful wife and a beautiful daughter who is hearing impaired and she plays a very integral role in this movie. But there is no Sly Stallone, no Rocky for this one, my. So what were your thoughts on Creed 3? I I just loved it. I thought it was great. I was so happy and just so pleasantly surprised because I'm thinking to myself how many variations of this story and iterations, I should say, of this story are they going to tell? But it really had a different little twist to it. Although, you know, very familiar in some ways, some twists and turns, 
that made it a bigger story and a more interesting story. Mm -hmm. And I was really so very happy. I don't know how much I'm supposed to tell, well, we but I'm going to I'm going to say this to you. Uh there were so many things in it that really just made you embrace the characters. Mm -hmm. Even the characters you thought maybe weren't so lovable uh, or, or weren't so warm turned out to be very human, very vulnerable. And um, it, they just really told uh, just a lovely, lovely story. Had its ups and downs and, you know, told about the, you know, difficult times and... Uh, Donis's life when he was a very young kid and you know his struggles but how throughout all that he was able to you know through love and care and kindness of a very warm and loving stepmom really yeah Ooh, right yes right yeah, yes. yeah stepmom yes, and and it, it just was it was a rags to riches kind of story and it was just really, really lovely. Um, did you? Did it bother you that uh, Rocky wasn't in this? No, line? no. <laughs> Please don't make more of that than it is. No, <laughs> no. Rocky, you know what? Rocky is on TV right now in, the in something. King. Right, and yeah. Rocky is seventy something years old. God bless him. Okay, Rocky's almost old enough to be my father. So you know, Rocky is. <laughs> Rocky is, you know, up there and he's doing good and he's healthy and he's wealthy and he's doing well. No, I'm not concerned about Rocky at all. Good look for the Kugler brothers. Mm -hmm. Good look on Jonathan, right? Jonathan Majors. Yeah, Jonathan Majors. Good look. Good yeah. look for Jonathan. And Michael B. Jordan, you know, he's just everything and you ain't mad at him. And he was really, you know, oh, just everybody go see it. Just go see it and you will enjoy it. Go see it. So I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. Like you said, my, you know, when they, they have all these different parts, we don't know what, you know, if it loses some of the story, loses some of its gravity. But they really, uh, you know, made it different and really interesting. And it was very entertaining. Um, you know, the guys look good and, you know, mm -hmm. and, and the little daughter was really cute and, you know, the part that they had her play, I like that. I like that they, um, have, you know, a hearing impaired character. I'm not sure if the actress is really hearing impaired. She probably is. Um, but kudos on that. Um, I, I just, I really enjoyed And they were all that. signing in the, in the yeah, movie, I, I and which was that. really good. I yeah. Thought that, I thought that was, I thought that was really good. And, and I want to give a, another shout out to somebody that we don't really, um, you know, talk about too much. Of course, you know, we have Felice Richard in here, but, uh, Wood, Wood Harris, we don't really like, he's been consistent throughout the years. We'll yes, him, he has you know, been. Really oh, important. I didn't mean to sleep on Wood Harris. Yeah. He was doing his thing too. Yeah. He's he was been, good. He's, yeah. He's been playing, you know, important supporting characters. And, Absolutely. You know, I just wanted to give him his kudos. Oh yeah, me too. Um, me you too. You know, I like I said, I enjoyed it. The only little criticism I would say is, although the timelines and everything was a little bit off, but I oh, that's that all right. Way. You have to use your imagination yeah. for some of this stuff. But you know. but other than that, I'm going to give it, um, you know, for what it was, and it was very entertaining. I'm going to give it a, a a top shelf. I'm going to go low top shelf though. I'm going to go um an eight. I thought it was excellent. Um, I highly recommend it. I'm gonna go eight. Top I'm shelf. going. I'm going top shelf at eight point five, and they're getting a point five for signing. Oh, I yeah. love that because I know even if the main character knew how to sign, the rest of them learned a little bit along the way. Right. You know because we've seen them before and we know they aren't hearing impaired, so they had to learn the signing. Correct. And and I thought that was added of just a really nice little heartwarming, uh, heartwarming turn to you know to the movie. So um. 8.5 for me. Top shelf, 8.5. Okay. Well, we're going to switch things over quickly to another uh -oh. film. We have three films this week. So the second one is House okay. Party. And I'm going to say this, Ma. Listen, you know I love LeBron James, okay? You know, Maverick Carter, he's cool too. I don't know as much about him, but we love LeBron. LeBron, why did you uh, produce this? Why did you even waste your time? So this is the reboot and remake of the 1990 House Party starring Kid and Play. Um, you know they had several different house parties, but this is supposed to be like the reboot completely. So it's starring Tolson Cole and Jacob Lattimore. And they are two grown behind, uh, I guess, aspiring club promoters. And they're working as house cleaners. 
um, and they find out that they're, they're going to be, it's a Friday, and they find out they're going to be fired from their job on a Monday because one of them is out there goofing off, doing drugs, and who knows whatever else. So they need to make some money, so they decide to throw a party at the house that they're cleaning, which just happens to be LeBron James's home. They're hoping that they'll make a lot of money. You know, there's some cameos from Maya, and Maya still looks, still looks great. Um, you know, Big Sean, shout out to Big Sean. Of course, LeBron. Now, I don't know what that was with Kid Cudi. That part, they could have gotten rid of that. I don't I like Kid, Kid Cudi, but that was ridiculous. What were your thoughts, Mike? Okay, here's House my thoughts. Now, you know what? I can do this in a very succinct manner. <laughs> here's what I have to say about House Party. Here's the three good things I, I saw in House Party. LeBron. I just like to see LeBron. Mm -hmm. LeBron showed up. LeBron beat the crap out of him playing basketball. And why would you think they would be paying him multi-millions, hundreds of million dollars uh, uh, if he's not a billionaire? He's LeBron right is on the a cuff. billionaire. LeBron is a... Why would you think this man who is a billionaire, you could go play ball against him? What do you think they're paying him for? Because you can play against him and win? Okay? That was stupid. I was glad LeBron mopped up the basketball court with him. That's number one. I was glad to see LeBron. Glad to see LeBron beat him. And glad LeBron sent him to jail. My okay? Opponent. All right, hold on. And the other thing I was happy to see, a very quick cameo of the original kid in play. I was happy to see that, that they're still here. You know, and I was, and that part was good. I have, other than that, I have nothing good to say about this piece of trash. Well, it was a mess. It was crazy. It was lunatic. It was ridiculous. It was asinine. It was everything bad, wrong, stupid, crazy, everything. It was a big waste of time. I told you the three good things I saw that gave it any type of legitimacy as a film. That was that LeBron showed up. Oh, good. Hey, LeBron. That was the little jokey joke on the basketball court. That was funny. Kid and play, glad to see them still alive, doing, you know, seeming to be okay. Well, kid is glad, glad. Well, I, you know, have not seen them, you know, like that as kid and play. Good. I was not, I was not pleased with this. And I was glad that they had it where LeBron did call the cops on them and send their asses to jail because they totally disrespected the home, the way they had the whole so-called party set up. Mm -hmm. It was, it was just a total idea that, you know, it's just a, a, a deviation from the core of what the kid and play, you know, a house party series was, you know, I was not happy with it at all. And and that's all I have to say about it. I, I listen, like I said, I love LeBron. Um, you know, LeBron is And I agree with you doing a, a thousand percent LeBron. What was y'all doing? Right. What what was y'all doing? I know you got a lot of stuff to do, but Jesus Christ. Come on, you know y'all can elevate things better than yeah, that. Yeah, I know mean better like, than that. You're LeBron, your own show is good. I well, haven't seen shop, it in a while. The, the shop. shop. Do you know the shop is good? Well, and he I forgot the other one. Survivor's remorse was, was good too, that series. Oh, let, let, yeah. me, let me just say this. LeBron, um, you know, you're doing your thing. I love everything that you're doing in Hollywood in general. You don't need to keep making these reboots. You know, hire some people to come up with some original uh, films, some original ideas. There you go. The Space Jam was trash. Right. And this house party was and trash. Listen, and listen, and that. LeBron, that's right. LeBron, you are LeBron. Don't right. you forget. You LeBron all over. You're right. not just LeBron on the court no more, okay? You've right. transcended that. Yeah. We embrace you as an altogether different type of figure, not just on the basketball court. So you don't have to, you know, you can get your good people to write some good stories. You don't have to just say, okay, I, oh, I'm glad it's a film. No, no, mm -hmm. no, LeBron. No. You, you, you beyond all that, you know. Ma, what do you give it? Oh, Lord, I don't even want to rank it. Oh, Lord, I don't even want to. All right, I'm, I'm right, listen, I, I'm going to give you, I said three things. I, I, I said I like three things, but it actually was four, okay? So you're going to get, you're going to get a four. And uh, that's uh, me. A hooch? You're getting a hooch. I, 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 LeBron, I love you. And listen, you, you still are way up there high because everything else you do is so good, okay? It's so excellent. But on this, LeBron, this is a damn hooch. I'm going to give it a hooch, too. 
Well, and the only reason why he even gets a two is because LeBron gave it a, a point. That was it. And you know, you LeBron, don't well, don't do that. Don't do that. There's plenty talented black actors and writers out there. Help them out. Don't don't do this again. I don't know, LeBron. That was your friends and family or whatever you was doing a favor, but that's enough. Okay. That's enough. Just you walking on in, into the scene is worth more than that script was worth. <laughs> you know. They were too, sorry. They were too old. It, it didn't fit. They was it, grown they, men. They were original. The original, wasn't funny. right? The original house party people was school kids just pranking, having a party. Right. These efforts are taking it, and it was in their own house. Right. You know, they go in your house, breaking up your beautiful mansion. Right. Smoking weed, dirty right. up, breaking up, inviting everybody out right. the hood, bringing the drugs with them. Right. What, no. was, what was so cute no. about the other no. one was that uh, plays, plays uh, parents, they were, you know, kind of well-to-do. Right, you know, right, And then right. the kid, he had his father working hard trying to support him. Not trying yeah, to support right, him. Right, right, You bring these two guys who these were... Wrong and people. were bums. Right, oh, right, <laughs> right. They were bums. They were right. lazy. Absolutely. They wanted to do, Absolutely. Just taking advantage of a situation. There are no. people who should not have even been invited to your house. No. You know. I didn't like no, that at no. all. You know. Okay. So, no, no, LeBron, no. When they bring you that kind of, you know what? I know you're busy, but and I know you're a sweet guy and everything like that. LeBron, take time to read the script the next time. <laughs> I know you just said, okay, guys, I'm going to help you all out. I know. I know how you did. Right. You just said, okay, I'm going to give some more to charity. I'm so blessed. I'm just going to give to charity. But you can't give to every charity because some charities are crooked. You got to look into your charity that you're giving to. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So the last film, uh, I have no idea how it looked. This is nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars Good. this Sunday. Triangle Good. of Sadness. It's right. a it's a foreign film, Ma. I don't yeah. know if you realize it's Dutch. I, it didn't even matter to me whatever it was. So the late Cherubi Dean, um, who passed away at the age of thirty two shortly Excuse after me. the release of this film, um, is you know, the, the lead actress in this. Rest in peace, Cherubi. And then we have Harris Dickinson or Dixon, that is the male, and then we yeah. have of course Woody Harrelson. And Dolly De Leon. So this film is broken into three parts. You have the young model couple, and then you have a luxurious yacht for the second part of it, and then the third is a deserted island. My, it was gross. It was vile. It was irreverent, confusing, ambiguous. I, I don't know what you thought about it. Okay, I don't know what it was supposed to be either. Um. There was almost no connection, you know, not even just three parts. It seemed like three totally different stories. Mm-hmm. There was the first part. I'm not even going to go into what it was, okay? Because you always say I tell too much of it. But it was the first part. It was a couple. You can go a okay. little bit. Okay, the first part, it was a couple, and they're fighting over money in the restaurant. Okay. Okay, fine. Next thing you know, uh, they're on this yacht. And the yacht, it was a luxury yacht. They had wonderful, you know, service and everything. But I don't know whatever that yacht was from. I didn't get that. I, you know, was totally confused with that. After one minute, I'm thinking, is this the damn Titanic? Whatever year that was. And then all of a sudden, everything was an influencer. And I'm saying, well, then that's modern. Now, how's this thing going? Right. And then the next thing I know, they had a little turbulence. And, and uh, okay. wait a minute, I'm not going. And then that's where it got vile and gross. And then the next thing I know, the ship is blown up and they on the island. Ma, there's too much information. You okay, I'm finished. I'm finished. What? I didn't tell you. Uh, no, there's a lot more I could tell you. All I'm saying is this. It's a hooch for me. Okay, daughter? That's all. In summation, okay. it's a hooch for me. I mean, it's a damn one. <laughs> it's a one. It's a one. Okay. Cause they, they didn't, and the one goes to Woody Harrelson for playing a uh, dis, uh, a disgusting drunk, and at least he was funny, just playing a crazy drunk captain of the ship. You know, that's it. He gets the one. The rest of them, they're just a joke, just a bunch of. Loons. But I guess it was supposed to be like black comedy. I don't. But what? I don't. I don't like them putting that word black in there. I don't even like that. I don't even like I don't that. Know. It was a, it I was didn't a see. hooch for me, but it's nominated for Best Picture. Good. You know what? And whoever know. nominated, keep it. Go, go ahead. Vote for it. It was, I, I'm going to I'm gonna give it a hooch two and a half, a little bit above the house party, just because. 
I can't believe you put that thing above house party. I can't believe it. At least house party wasn't that vile and disgusting. It was disgusting, but at I least, can't believe it. At least they just threw a bunch of. Th- no, no, <laughs> house party was better. House it was party, an original, house party original was, screenplay. Anybody, yeah, don't you? You used to write stuff like that when you were like eight. You Girl, know, you I, you wrote, stuff wasn't better than you that. You wrote better. Yeah, I'm sorry, sweetie. You are right. You wrote better stuff than that when you was in the fifth or sixth grade. Oh my God! Keep it going. Oh no, I'm uh, thumbs down. I'm not recommending that. You mean who? I'm, I said hoochie, 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 okay, hoochie, hoochie. We cannot say two. thumbs down. Uh-huh. That okay. no, no, no. That's not nobody's trademark. People have said thumbs down on things. That's a generic statement. That is not a trademark. Okay, so go ahead. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move on. <laughs> so let's move on to a couple of shows, guys. So the first one is... Don't watch that one, y'all. Oh, don't waste your time. If you got a couple hours, spend it doing something else. Just, yeah. Oh, my so we So, guys, we'll get into um, Mandalorian and we'll get into BMF um, next week. But we're going to um, talk about a little bit about... The Last of Us, and it was a good episode, but it was very violent. Um, I think the brutality in this episode was just pretty much based on the pent-up, uh, direct result of Joel and, and Ellie's past, I think. Um, you know, Ellie encountered a evil cult leader who was a pedophile, a cannibal, and you know, Joel, Joel and Ellie, they made it out and, you know, next week is the finale. And so I'm interested to see how that's going to work out. I yeah. have no idea about the video game. Right. Because they're saying that they are kind of going pretty close to the video game. They're embellishing a little bit. Yeah. But pretty close. Go ahead, Ma. Uh, well, what I want to say is that it was very intriguing. It was a pretty brutal and, you know, a lot of different ways. And the people were really... Uh, the, okay, the people were really desperate. The people were starving. The people in this cult were starving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know Ellie and Joe have nothing, you know, because everything is so barren, you right. know. And um, so that part was really sad. And when they had to actually kill, you know, for food, mm-hmm. you know, that part was sad. Um, there's some cannibalism there. Mm-hmm. They don't show it. Not they, Joel but and they Ellie. Were Not Joel and Ellie, the cult. Uh, yeah. The individuals involved in the cult, mm-hmm. and he's also a pedophile. Mm-hmm. We didn't yeah. mention that part. I, I did. Okay, mm-hmm. and, and so there was a lot going on. Uh, it was a, a particularly brutal episode, mm-hmm. um, just based on those those themes that we mentioned. You know, the several different themes there, and but what was good about it. However you want to believe it or not, you know, because we, you know, we look at these things with a certain amount of uh, vulnerability mm-hmm. and, and a certain amount of gullibility mm-hmm. because we want to believe, you know, when good things happen. Because Joel, who had been really in bad shape, mm-hmm. was able to somehow, uh, Ellie was able to somehow negotiate for him to get some uh, penicillin. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know, he was knocked out and laid out for a while there, mm-hmm. but he was able to, you know, uh, you know, arise from the almost dead yeah. and, you know, with supernatural strength. Well, and, and he's from a video game, so. Yeah, yeah. and he was able to, you know, to uh, survive, mm-hmm. escape, and, and overcome mm-hmm. a number of enemies, mm-hmm. you know, who maybe they were hungry and not feeling that strong themselves because they were all kind of hungry. Yeah. You know, but I think that they would, should have been probably in better shape than Joel. Yeah. Well, whatever uh, the situation well, Joel, is. Joel had Joel, that rage. Well, well, yeah, Joel had that rage and Joel had that commitment. And Joel had this thing of right mm-hmm. being on his side, mm-hmm. you know. And Joel was able to, you know, overcome, you know, the people who were trying to actually kill him. Mm-hmm. And he was able to overcome them and somehow able to... Uh, did he really save Ellie, or they saved themselves? I think they and, saved themselves. And sort of, and they yeah, each other. And, yeah, yeah. And they, they, they sort of, you know, yeah. They, they were sort of um, independent, but dependent. You yeah. know, it was that kind of thing, and and they were able to reunite. Yeah. And Joel is okay. Yeah. Seems to be okay, and Ellie is okay. They both have been through hell and back. 
yeah. already, as we see almost weekly. Yeah. But in this week, it was particularly brutal and violent. It, it was very, yeah, it, it I think really this was, was probably the most brutal one. And um, But they're still together, mm-hmm. and we have one more episode to go. We have one more episode. So, um, a great entertainment, great TV, I think, great TV. I think a lot of people are watching it, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. So, um, so great so TV. So, we'll, we'll tell you what um, our, we'll give you our rating for the season next week. Because I think this is the season finale coming out. This okay. All right. All right. Sounds good. And the other show um, that I wanted to talk about, Ma, and um, I know this is one of your favorite shows on now, is Shrinking. And uh, we haven't discussed it in a while, uh, but um, I'm really enjoying it. And it really does remind you of, like I said, Ted Lasso, but only with a little bit more sadness because the lead character's wife, Jimmy's wife, is actually He lost his gone. wife. Yeah. Right. And, she, and, yeah. and it was a sudden unexpected death in in an accident yeah um but i like the cast i like the dynamic um you know it's it's comedy of course but i think everybody genuinely cares about one another and it's a very diverse cast I'm, i'm loving harrison ford um i'm loving jessica williams i think those two are great you know um you know give a shout out to well obviously harrison ford is always great but this is like a like you mentioned before it's a departure for him right yeah right yeah so um i am he's um, a different kind of hero yeah he he really is he yeah. sort of like grounds everybody else in the midst of his own struggles. Yeah, struggles. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. and it's good to yeah. see it's good to see him as an octogenarian um you know up there doing his thing absolutely and um i, I you know he also guys. has another movie right, right now with uh helen Mirren. oh yeah well yeah well he also has indiana jones coming out too i will Okay. Okay. Um, so he's so super doing he's his doing, thing. Right. Yes. Um, so just wanted to, you know, if you guys haven't checked it out, and if you are a fan of Ted Lasso, I think you, you would enjoy this. It's not Ted Lasso, but it's the a, writers, a, the same writers and producers who are, who are just really doing their thing. Yeah. They really are. Any anything that you want to add? To yeah. That? Uh, not too much more, except that you know, there's something, there's a piece of uh, yourself somewhere in this story Mm -hmm. because it's so wide ranging Mm -hmm. there's something in this story that you're going to identify with and to me that's a good story when you tell a story like that that you know there's something in it emotionally there's something in it you can identify with or even in the actual person there's something of yourself that you can identify with because of its wide range mm-hmm. you know so um i'm i'm totally feeling you know this uh this entire ensemble cast mm-hmm. and i'm totally feeling this story you have everybody and some of everything in there you think about it for a few minutes and there's a piece of all of us that somehow is embodied in some of these characters. Yeah. You know, so uh, really good. I'm a, I'm a total fan of Shrinking, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I recommend it highly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, we'll talk more about BMF and we'll talk more about Mandalorian um, next week. So, Ma, let's um, get into a few updates. Um, one, okay. I don't know if you heard about this, Ma, but in Utah... There was a bank robbery. Did you hear about this? No, I haven't. I didn't know Utah's uh, uh, residents robbed banks. Babe, well, the well, suspect... Well, it must be an outsider. The suspect politely demanded $1 from oh. the teller. Aww. And then waited in the lobby for the officers to arrive because he wanted to go to prison. He was... He is 65 years old. Now, when he got his dollar, <laughs> they told him to just go go head home. Right. He said, no, call the... <laughs> Okay. He wanted to go to federal prison, and for he what? He didn't have a gun or anything. So why did he want to go? He just wanted. Oh, early onset wanted, dementia. Okay, go ahead. Thing. All right, go ahead. I guess he just wanted to experience. You know, um, the same thing happened to you know, uh, you know, Miss what's her name when she shot her husband, and she went to the precinct and told him she shot her husband. They told her go ahead on home. So, but and she really had shot her husband. Well, I think they took him to jail. He, okay, he said that but, he can't stay. The next time he'll have to take more money from the Oh, bank. okay. You know what it is? Oh, I got it. So what it. do you think this is? I, I think it's either early onset dementia or he wants to write a story. You know, yeah. Or he wants to realize, you know, now that he's retired, he wants to realize his uh, ambition of writing. How do you and know he he's retired? Well, well, he isn't completely retired. He's still working. <laughs> I'm sure that he's retirement age. All right. Let me put it that way. 
that way. I got it. I understand. I, I actually understand it. So, Ma, have you ever wanted to rob a bank for the thrill of it? Uh, no. <laughs> I've had other things I wanted to do, but not rob a bank. I think embezzlement, I'd rather be something like Martha Stewart, you know? Like insider trading, get Don't, a little extra please. information or something like that. Something nice, something, something classy. That's classy? Yeah, not the bank is too crude. I can do different types of things like that and be home or be attending a cocktail party. or You know, I don't have to be out here in the street robbing a bank. Okay. That's for kids. You know, well, this you? man is not a kid. I, well, I'm saying that's what was he wrong was with it. He was only in his 60s. Well, that's what was wrong with it. No, okay. no. It was a... Uh, he should have robbed it the way the rest of them do. <laughs> Put on a suit and act like he works for him. That's how oh. he should have robbed it. Not up there, you know, oh. asking for a dollar. Okay. And uh, he should have asked for much, much, much more, more. To, yeah. to ensure that he wouldn't go to jail. <laughs> People who steal little money in there, the ones that always go to jail. Oh mm-hmm. gosh. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ma. Um, well, we need to to switch to something a little bit more serious, and I really am just kind of baffled at this whole case. So, um, two men were in a Phoenix hotel lobby the night that um, you know Michael Irvin was accused of misconduct with yes. a female employee at uh, you know the Marriott Hotel. And so Phil Phil Watkins of Australia and Brian Davis of Philadelphia appeared at a news conference by video link with Irvin and his attorney. Irvin has filed a $100 million defamation lawsuit against a Jane Doe and Marriott International. Absolutely. Alleging that a false misconduct claim on February 5th caused him to be kicked out of the Renaissance Phoenix downtown hotel and be removed from NFL Network Super Bowl week coverage. So my, we know um, that he was really hurt. He seemed as though um, he was in tears. He compared the allegations and the resulting fallout to the Jim Crow, Crow era and the persecution of black men. He says, I couldn't even tell you what she looked like. This, this just blows my mind that in 2023, we're still dragging and hanging brothers by a tree. Yeah. And so his lawyer said he saw the video and there was nothing in there that, you know, they shook hands at the end. Yeah. He brushed her, his, her elbow. Right. Yeah. yeah. And witnesses said that they didn't see anything that seemed to be inappropriate at all. And I don't so know what is, is going on. I don't know if this is necessary to say, but I'm going to say also these witnesses were white. Okay. If, if anybody trying to say they was Michael's relatives, <laughs> although he could have some white relatives, but you know what I mean. Well, by marriage, by marriage, yeah. by marriage. Yeah. You do. I know you ain't trying to say nothing. Okay. So, but anyhow, okay, I'm sorry. But anyhow, so, um, no, but when I said that, you did your face. You no, had, no, just, you know. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Just go ahead. So, but anyhow, um, I don't know if it's necessary even to mention that. I just mentioned that for the, the audience at large. I you know, you. for everybody who just may be thinking, you know, um, you know, no, you know, how did all this happen? But yet it's not captured on camera and it wasn't captured by any of the witnesses. Yeah. And it's in a public place where there were many of people in a lobby where there are people coming back and forth. That in the corner in the closet somewhere. This is a open for on public display, you know. And I, you know, no way you're going to make me think he did what. This wasn't even anything about her being up in his room, right? Where she could make up all kinds of stories. Well, what is it? Because why are they like going in so hard on him? Like, I think that's my issue. Like, I just don't even understand it. Like, I'm you know 100% behind Michael, but what is what? the allegation? Not but. And, and, uh, not only am I 100% and why behind And they release the video and, for the public? Uh, and what, Michael has What is the video. allegation? Right. What is the allegation? Uh, right, right. What is she claiming he did? Right. What did he do that without going through due process, mm-hmm. you can throw him out, take him off TV, mm-hmm. everything. Just what was that? I don't know. I and don't know. she came behind, came from behind the desk. She was the person who was working behind the desk. And she came behind the desk and went up to greet him. Right. By, by every account that I've read. Right. So what is it? What was it? Mm-mm. Michael, please, my heart goes out to you. And let, I, let's just hope that you are uh, redeemed, you know, and... You know, I don't want to say to, to some level exonerated. I know you aren't behind bars, but still, right. you know, 
So I don't know, just, 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 just not good. And then now he has to go around explaining everything to everybody all the time. You know. Yeah, I, I just, I, you know, no. I, I'm just really worried and concerned about it because it just doesn't seem right. And I think that because Michael has it, that quote unquote checkered past that he's vulnerable very, to this very kind of stuff yeah, yes. yeah so you know I just I just feel bad because you know people deserve second chances and even a third chance you know that's right after a certain point come on but he that's seems right. to be you know no. uh, you know and, and, that, and that's just and, like and that's just and that's and you know what and to me it's just somebody who was thirsty mm-hmm. because let me tell you something there's very few people in life now that I'm if gonna, we're wrong we're gonna have to retreat yeah, well, well, we're stepping out on faith. Okay. We know that. Okay. Wrong about what? Well, what did he do to her? What is she saying he did? You know he didn't rape her in the hall there. Right. Okay? You know he didn't rip her clothes off. Right. How much fondling did he do in front of the, uh, everybody? Well, why is Mary well, standing by? I don't know. I weird. don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. what. But you know what? But see, they can do that and say, well, we just. Uh, out of an abundance of caution, mm-hmm. we just made these steps. Well, no, I no, you saying well, no, but they can say that. Yeah, no, uh-uh. they can say that. You saying why? Because they feel comfortable doing that. Well, that's why. You know, well, like I said, not all that of this... it's not that it's right or that it's warranted, mm-hmm. but that they feel comfortable doing that. And I don't know who owns. I don't know. Maybe Rupert Murdoch or, or if somebody owns uh, Mary. I don't, it, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the Koch brothers. Hotels. I don't. I don't know who owns yeah. them. I don't know about dark money. I don't know who owns them publicly. Right. And I sure don't know about dark money. You know. Right. So I don't know. Maybe they feel comfortable doing that. Okay. Okay. Look at the thirty-six percent rise in anti-Semitism. Right. Okay. In the recent years, so you know it's anti everything else. Yeah. Okay. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what that is. I, I don't know who and what that is. Yeah. You know, so, um, and we can't say it doesn't, it didn't happen because it did happen. They did do that to him. And then where's, where's Jerry Jones and all his friends to hold him down yeah. and support him? Where's all that? Right. That was weird that I haven't seen him. Well, you know, Jerry has his own problems, so who knows? Well, he's running around with his problems or, or babies that he made that he doesn't want to acknowledge. Okay. A legend. We just always say everything is a legend. As as rumor has it. it. Correct. Okay. Um, so my list, you know, Michael, um, you know, I'm sending you positive vibes and I hope that everything is, you know, made to, to real to be the, the truth. I hope you're okay. Um, I really like you. I'm a fan. So I hope everything is good. You know, I, I don't like what's going on. Leave Michael alone. Okay. Um, my, one of your other friends decided to, um, you know, reveal to everyone, which I'm sure you heard about this, you know, some years ago, you probably didn't even care. Monique was on a uh, podcast and she was saying, although it was initially Monique's idea to have an open marriage, she has outgrown the desire for such an arrangement. The Hollywood actress attributes this change to the realization of her inner strength as life events unfolded. She acknowledges that her husband's unwavering love and support, even during her lowest moments, were worth more to her than fleeting physical encounters. Thus, she has outgrown her previous desire for casual encounters. She praised her husband as the best manager she's ever had and disclosed that they are nearly inseparable. What are your thoughts on that? I'm very brief because I'm kind of burned out on Monique mm-hmm. but I will say this Monique until okay and I'm a woman of a certain age as well Monique okay I'm a woman of a certain age alright and I know what it is okay and Monique I'm going to say to you until you stop referring to your husband as daddy I will have no respect for anything that comes out your mouth about your marriage okay and still until you stop referring to him as daddy which means that you are thinking of yourself as runt a character in pimp by robert beck aka iceberg slim who was his bottom bitch 
That's how runt was referred to, okay? Or something akin to that. Until you stop calling your man daddy in public, referring to your man, he's not your damn daddy. He is your man, your husband. And until you put things in perspective in terms of your language, I have no uh, alternative but to believe that this is how you're viewing him with a level of reverence that you should not. He is your equal. He's not the person who made you. He's not the person who raised you. He's not the person who took care of you until adulthood. He's not any of those things. He's your partner. And when you stop referring publicly, now if you want to do sex role play and, and your little cute games at home, you can call him anything. But you publicly refer to this man as daddy and he's your husband. Okay? He may be a good one. He may be a great one. You may love him up and down and all around. Okay? But until you stop referring to him as daddy, I have no respect for anything that comes out of your mouth regarding that relationship. I'm finished. Okay, Mike, you said it best. I'm not even going to comment on it because it's just foolishness coming from Mike. Okay. Um, next, my is Sharon Stone. Um, I don't know if you heard um, about what happened with Sharon Stone, too. So, Sharon Stone says in a, a recent podcast that she lost custody of her child in 2004 because of her brief nudity scene in Basic Instinct. She said, I lost custody of my child when the judge asked my child, my tiny little tiny boy, do you know your mother makes sex movies? Like this kind of abuse by the system, this kind of abuse that I was considered what kind of parent I was because I made that movie and her ex-husband, you know, at the time, or I guess it's still her ex-husband, yeah. um, filed for custody and mm. he um, ended up having custody of their child and so she right. acknowledges now things are you know different and people are more you know free to do whatever they want to do when women aren't looked at is the same way but my what are your thoughts on this do you think that she really lost custody because of no yeah yeah I feel no. like something's missing from the no. story no she I absolutely guarantee you she didn't lose custody only because of that right. that may have tainted the mind of whomever i don't know how narrow-minded they were but you know and i know a good lawyer could have overcame that right the, the easily she could have overcame that almost alone right because she was doing that not because she was an actual professional sex worker but because she was an actor but it wait was a minute art. but wait a minute what is she, she had already about? she had already made the movie Right. Um, and the movie had been released for years, and she adopted a child, so they already knew All right. so, about so, Sharon Stone. No, Something about that no, is not right. No, no, that, that's an excuse. I'm, You know, Sharon, I'm going to call you out BS on that one. BS on yeah, that one. I just don't, no. I Any, don't anybody who was interested in overcoming that could have overcome it. If it was ever even a factor. We, I don't even know about that. You know, I don't know how big of a lie that is, but there's, you know, a level of dishonesty in that whole thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I'll leave that alone. You know, Sharon, yeah. you know, I, I, I like It's Sharon's one under the bridge. Know. Any child she has now, I'm going to guess is grown. Right. You know, well, so. if that was in 2004, right. you know okay. who the child was okay. grown. Okay. Okay. So, so, no, Sharon, no, I'm not feeling that one. No. Okay. Um, my, I don't know. Also, some people are talking about Cher. And I think they need to leave her alone. This is just my, obviously my opinion and everything is our opinion. We don't know. Um, this is a rumor that Cher's friends are reportedly worried about her lavish spending on her rumored fiance, you know, Alexander Edwards. Yeah. Cher is 76 and yeah. he is 37. Good. And supposedly, you know, she's spending a lot of money on him and right. she is worth, reportedly, we don't really know how much she's worth, reportedly $360 million. Okay. And he is worth, supposedly, less than $2 million and that she's been, you know, flip, what do you call it, uh, not flitting the bill, uh, what's the word? Footing the bill. Paying footing, the paying. footing the bill. Yeah. I said footing. Yeah. Yeah. Footing the bill yeah. for many different lavish vacations and just kind of extravagant. Yeah, but vacations. isn't she going with him on these vacations? Mm -hmm. Or is she sending him alone? Right. And they're supposedly worried that, oh, she'll blow all her money. What? Isn't it her money to blow? Right. 
Guess right. what? Guess what? If Cher blows all her money, how long do you think it takes for them to say, here is Cher at 70-something years old coming out here going boom to boom to boom or right. talking or singing or writing a book or what? Right. what? Cher, a person in Cher's position, I hate to tell you, honey, but she can generate money. Well, she does. I give I out. So what, 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 what business is, is that? Wait a minute. That's not, that's not, uh, uh, what's her name? What's her daughter's name? Her son? Chad, 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 that's not Chad, Chad, Elijah Blue, that's not Elijah Blue. Oh, supposedly they are mad at her current relationship. You know, we what? don't know well, what you know what, you know what, if they are, guess what, do you think she give a damn? Hey, she's their mother, they're, they ain't her. They're only, they're she only she 46 care. and 53, so she has to take care of them still. Just, just They're right. the only ones who don't make no money. They're the only ones bummy. People need to be worried no, about I them. I used to see Chaz. I'm a, yeah, used to. What has he, he? What has he done lately? You know, the money I used to have, I don't still have. You know, I mean, I have other money, of course, but that old money, you know, you make more. Okay. All right. I don't believe them. She is having fun. She is having fun with her man. Okay. All it's right. not like he's giving her the money. It's not like she's being catfished. She's got a real man there, and they're hanging out and having fun. What's the problem? <laughs> What's the problem? I don't know. Listen, they need to mind their business and leave Cher alone. She can do whatever the hell she wants to do. Okay. All right, Ma. Um, also, this one is a little bit more serious. So okay. T- Tiger Woods' ex-girlfriend, Erica Herman, has filed two lawsuits against parties representing Tiger and is seeking $30 million in damages amid a domestic dispute as well as the dissolution of a non-disclosure agreement that she signed when their relationship began in 2017. Tiger is 47 and she is 38. And they allegedly, when they broke up, um, you know, he locked her out of the house last year. Uh-uh. And she was not happy about that. This was in, and she filed something in October of 2022. In addition to the financial damages she's seeking, Herman is, is accusing agents of Woods Homestead Trust of misappropriating 40000 of her money. And so Tiger supposedly is very upset about this because they signed an NDA agreement. He didn't want any of his personal business leaked out there. Um, and he thinks that this is just a shakedown. What are your thoughts? Mike? I think it's just a shakedown, too. This man is worth hundreds of millions. He's a he's a billionaire. Okay. Too now. Oh, so why in the world does he want her $40,000? Does he even know about it? Does he even follow in $40,000? If I'm the big dad, do I even know what the hell happened to forty thousand? Did the kids go shopping or something one no. afternoon? What the hell do I know what happened with forty thousand dollars? Right. What do I even care? It, it it's not it, please. Tiger doesn't necessarily pick you know what? Let me let me tell you something. You know what's go back to Lindsay Vaughn. Let me tell you something. Yeah, right. Who has their own you know something, Tiger, here's the thing about you. You try to be too damn sneaky and it always comes back to bite you. But a lot of people sign NDA agreements. Right. I understand that, but he tries to be too sneaky with people who are untrustworthy. That's the problem. That's true. You know, now Tiger that I don't care whatever you do or get. You got a lot of money. Get the hell out of here. Whatever. <laughs> Get your lawyers to fight it off. I just think that Tyga needs to, you know, maybe be more open to dating women who have something to lose. Yeah. To have something nah, Tyga, he's Tyga's always trying to be too sneaky yeah, with everything. Yeah. And it's not good. Yeah. You know, what goes on in the dark comes to light. You yeah. know, so you yeah. know you you pick up a no good trashy ass woman and this is what happens. Well, or we woman, don't know if she's that. Oh, well, she, she has trashy morals okay. because she should be keeping all that private. That should be worked out among the lawyer. You know, if there really is a thing, it should, why is it all in the public? Why do we know about it? Right, and, right. Oh, and in order to break an NDA, um, I think there has to be like a, some sexual abuse I or mean, something you know, like that. Right. So why do we know even about this messy right. stuff? She's not your wife or something that the media is hounding her down. Right. She opened that up to the public. So, right. Yeah, Go ahead, Tiger. You're not making good choices now. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So yeah. So Tiger, get it together and you know try to find a different like 
quality woman. You know, don't right. want to say anything Find about a quality it. woman. Yeah. I see you don't listen to Kevin Samuels. He'll tell you about a quality oh, woman. He's gone, Mom. Well, no, but his stuff is still on the internet. What do you mean? I'm just you know, Tiger don't have time for that. Yeah, well, yeah, he got time to get up off some money then, so go ahead. Okay, bye. Here's a, a new segment, and this is gonna, a quick segment where we will say, we'll take that as a compliment. Okay. So, Ma, someone wrote into us. Sisters, <laughs> sisters just complain too much. All the problems they could focus on in our community, and they want to harass the comedians. Comedians are meant to be provocative. It's like all sisters do is complain. Brothers and sisters grew up in the same community, yet the sisters always complaining about everything. They complain about colorism all day. They complain about the N-word. They complain about always trying to cancel somebody. Yet the one group they never complain about is themselves or other sisters, and they swear they never do anything wrong. Find me a group of brothers that are complaining about what black female comedians say. You can't because we don't play victim all day. What are your thoughts about that, Mom? I love you. I love you. And thank you for writing in. That is just wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's what I have to say. I will say, guys, thank you. We do appreciate all the comments that we get. Um, I think that, you know, it's funny, um, hilarious. We love the support. And, you know, you can say whatever you want. Keep them coming, guys. That's right. Thank you so much. That's so wonderful. And, and um, you know, and we give that a top shelf. Uh, that's, that's a top, top shelf. shelf. I will say right. I don't agree with you. But I will say it is funny, and I will say uh, we we love it. Keep, keep coming. Keep, keep e- email listening. Us, guys. Keep e- coming. Guys, email us at info at bimbushihappyhour.com. Um, you can send us a DM, or you can comment on our YouTube page. We, so we, we love it, guys. Okay. All right, Ma. Um, I'm going to take another sip or another, uh, what do you call it, another shot, because okay. we're going to talk about uh, our favorite reality show, Married at First Sight. All right. All right. Okay. You ready? Yep. Health, wealth, happiness, long life and prosperity, and happy marriages. Married at First Sight. Yeah, happy marriages. Ding. Okay. All right, Ma. Woo. We're going to start off with um, Dominique and McKinley. I guess there's nothing much to say about them since they're gone. Dominique and McKinley. Oh, did they show up to something? No, they're Not gone. That's okay. enough of them. Kirsten okay. and Good. Shaq. I don't know what you think about them, Ma. I don't know how to read Kirsten. I'm not sure where she's coming well, from. Well, I'm going to read some part go of ahead, her. Go ahead, read her. Okay, here we go. Okay. My read on her is ding, 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 BS. I agree with something I saw in the after party, and it came out of the, the very kind mouth of Keisha Knight Pulliam, and that's I call BS. And where I call BS is where Shaq and Kirsten were supposed to be sharing their intimate thoughts and things about themselves that they hadn't shared before. And they were having robes and they did a little, uh, you know, massage and they had the candles burning and everything was just such a meditative kind of environment. Everything was just really peaceful and low-key and relaxing. And Shaq was very vulnerable and open about his personal insecurities. Yeah. When it came Kirsten's opportunity to talk, she had nothing to say. Yeah. She clammed up completely. Okay, I'm calling BS. Okay, you what you want is what you have to give. You want that communication. You want someone to be open, their heart, their mind, accepting and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you open up, you have to give to receive. Okay, and she wants everyone to give. No, to re- she wants to receive, but she doesn't want to give. Mm-hmm. And I called BS on that. I thought that was very inauthentic. But what she did do on the after party 
would share things about her family and how a lot of pressure had always been on her as the oldest of, a, a, I guess, a pretty large sibling group mm -hmm. and how she always had to try to be the role model and be perfect. Well, whatever the situation is, she started crying. Mm -hmm. And at that point, and that was after Keisha called BS on her, mm -hmm. and she started crying, and it was a whole big cry fest. And then Keisha got up and gave well, her a big hug and everything. Okay, 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 okay. So my thoughts are that there is a vulnerability to her, but she needs to show it more often. Uh, I'm not, you know, she needs to show it to Shaq, you know. And so let's just see. Do you think see. that she likes Shaq? Uh, well, that wasn't really the question. I think she may like him as a friend mm -hmm. very much. I haven't seen any sexual chemistry yet. Yeah. I haven't seen any sexual chemistry. I don't know when and if that bills or comes or whatever. I have not seen that. Bam. That's the answer to that. Okay. Well, um, okay. I, I still am not feeling them as a couple. Um, I do like Shaq. Um, I'm okay with Kirsten, but I just don't feel as though she's like a, a being very genuine. No, she's vulnerable. not. She seems very so, insincere. Yeah, and so and, and Shaq, on the other hand, has a hell of a good personality. So, you know, um, and but also I think Shaq is no fool either. So that how long is that going to last, even playing a part? Right. Even on TV, how long is he going to continue to do that? Because he's not a fool. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, so let's move on with uh, Nicole and Chris. And... I don't really know what to think about this couple. Uh, I didn't like that Chris, for some reason, you know, he even put it on tape that he is not normally attracted to women that he calls thicker or thicker body type or whatever it was, but he used the word thick. Right. I'm beginning to think. That? Right. I'm beginning to think. And he sees what happened with Clint. Right. When Clint said not even anything so explicit, so direct, right. you know, Clint was more kind of innuendo, you know, but right. his is right there, right. right in your face. I'm beginning to think that Mr. Victim, I'm so sad and soft and I've been so abused. I'm beginning to think he's not quite so nice. See, once again, I always say people get soft-spoken, confused with being weak or kind or nice or something like that when it's not. Yeah. It's just a soft-spoken delivery mm -hmm. because a lot of things he has done have not been nice. Right. Have not been be, nice at all. That's passive-aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, I see it as being passive-aggressive totally and completely. Other people are taking saying, uh, and other people who should know better are saying things like, well, he's always been this, he's always been that. But what part did you play? Right. What part did you play? Right. To me, he's a professional victim. You know. Yeah. And, and you know, and after a while, if you always are the victim, something's wrong with the picture. Yeah. You some somewhere along the line, you are a willing participant. Right. You know, you getting some kind of payoff to being a victim. Yeah. You know. So uh, I I agree with you a hundred percent, dude. I think you're dead on with that. No. No, he's presenting himself in a, in a couple of instances there. He's presenting himself to be a little unreasonable. Yeah. A little of that whole thing with the dogs, this whole thing with renewing the lease for nine months. Mm -hmm. Now this whole thing you're talking about, the body type. But you know, you come across in some big issues. Right. And these are big things. These right. are not little things. Right. These are things that go to the core of your relationship. We ain't talking about what kind of bread you like to eat. What is the you know? Like, why? Like, like, listen, whatever it is, every, it's fine for people to have preferences. But when you are confronted, and this is a person who you married, and you know what you were getting into, why are you putting that out into the universe? It's not normally what I'm attracted to. Maybe that's and, what she's normally and, attracted to. And the tense that you're putting it in. You may be saying you... You know, you are usually, you know, uh, attracted to certain types. You, you know, you're not even putting it in past tense. Like, right. well, I used to be when I was a kid. I used to think this or that. I used to like this and that. But now, you know, you're not even saying, right. like, you've changed or you don't feel that way anymore. You're just putting it out there like, you know, that's still what's, what it is. Right. You, know, right. you know, you usually like so-and-so-and-so. And... No qualification to that at all. Right. You know, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not feeling that. I'm, I'm not, not feeling that. I'm, no. I'm not. Uh, the couple the couple of the week uh, who I would say that acted the most mature, and so it was surprising, there wasn't really any romantic connection for me 
But Clint and Gina. They were the most cordial. They were, yeah, yeah. To each other. They, they seemed to have the most fun together. Yeah, they, they yeah. went out, they had fun, they talked to each other, they respected each other, they behaved like adults. You know, I don't see the romantic connection. I, I strongly believe that if, if uh, uh, Gina said to Clint, I'm attracted to you, that they would be happy. I think that Gina isn't attracted to him. I, th- I think that he probably is more attracted to her than he is to him. Or am I saying right? Than she, she is, is to him. him. Yeah, that's, right. that's the feeling. But I love that they went sailing. And let me tell you, as a person who uh, has a sailboat, let me tell you, if you can go on a boat with somebody and not argue, and especially it's your first time, you were doing well. They you, got along that's really right. well. That's and right. I, and I very love that. Very calm. Just, yep. just a very wonderful time. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, uh, you know, my daughter and her husband sailing together. And, oh, Lord. I had to have a beer. Pull out the cocktail. Oh, my God. You know, I tried to stay below deck as much as I could. But, oh, my God. But, you know, he yeah. was in a racing boat. That was a, that boat. Yeah, it was a motor. He had had motor. No, no, no. And he had the motor was going. And well, it was just lovely. Everything was going beautiful. Nice. Nice. They went to the PBR. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Is that the rodeo? It wasn't the rodeo. It was like the power bull riding. Oh, okay. Okay. Not power bull, professional bull. Yeah, well, I call it like a. It was like a. It's kind of lay people. They had on the hats. But I like that PBR better than a rodeo because I feel like the bulls. I feel like the bulls can hit that. Tougher. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they are tougher. Like they're not. Better. They're not such victims. Yeah. I'm not going to a rodeo ever again, but I will do PBR because they can knock somebody. Okay, out. well, a lot of people don't make those kind of distinctions, but okay. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. So, all right, okay. and my finally the last couple, Jasmine and Aries. I'll just say this and let you take it over. I'm so sick of Aries. I'm so sick of him. He he had COVID this week, and he's given Jasmine a seven. With her, um, you know, hoping to take care of him. Well, she doesn't hop too fast enough. You know, bump, 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 bump. You know, he's just there and he just can't move. And, you know, now now we know many people who had COVID and they were alone. They were alone and they were able to care for themselves Mm -hmm. and everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and they made it out fine. Yep. Okay. This man, but see, he's used to Jasmine peeling his grapes. Mm-hmm. Okay, she peels his grapes. You, you all feel me? Mm-hmm. He, she peels his grapes. Okay, yes. that's how outrageous it is. And you know, look, you know, at some point her cup is going to run over mm-hmm. with nonsense. You know, with his yeah. complaints and with his BS. And I'm just waiting for that to happen. Yeah. That's all I'm. I like say. Jasmine. She. I like Jasmine a too. Better partner. Uh, that's right. I like Jasmine too. And her cup is going to run over, not with goodness and mercy, but with BS. Right. Okay, she's gonna be sick. Her cup is gonna run over. She's gonna get tired of him with all his take, 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 and give nothing. Yeah. And she's gonna be sick of that, and it's gonna come out. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm gonna say about that because I think that Jasmine believes in love. I think she's had love before. Yeah. I think she's been in love before, and for whatever different myriad reasons, things don't work out. You know, maybe her things didn't work out, but I don't think it's because she's a nasty, unreasonable, or bad person. I think she's a really good and decent person and wants relationships to work out. And at some point, is going to realize, look, I'm, you know, she already said, we, we already have some foreshadowing. She already said she didn't love him. Oh, well. And no, no, you know. Why would she love you, him? Well, of course. But I'm saying she's showing good sense. Yeah. You know, that she's able to articulate that, you know, whatever I feel for him, it is not love. You know, so I'm happy with that. Okay, Ma, I need you to tell me three things that make you smile. You know what it is? The sun, the stars, and the moon. You know that. I mean, there are some other things, but they have a political nature, so I'm not going to go into it. But go ahead. Go ahead, sweetie. Uh, nah, number one, Issa Rae, Loretta Devine, and Tia Mori will be um, honored, and they'll be big-name guests at the 2023 Women of Power Summit. Um, that is the annual, annual summit that is presented by Black Enterprise. So congratulations to those ladies. Uh, number two, the Forbes 3050 Summit is going on this week and is highlighting powerful women in the world. Um, Hillary Clinton and First Lady Zelensky are, you know, taking center stage. And I want to give a shout out to them. 
And finally, uh, we mentioned this before, and on Sunday, um, March 12th, is the Oscars. So I'm looking to see what happens there. Okay. So my, Me too. Is there anything that you want to tell people before I want to tell everybody to, once again, stay woke for real. Okay. okay. Pay attention. Be aware. And let your voice be heard in every area that matters to you. Also, be safe. Oh, for sure. Okay. Okay, um, everybody, thanks for listening to the Bambushi Happy Hour. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Bambushi Happy Hour, and also at All Things Bijou. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, home of the Bambushi Happy Hour, All Things Bijou. Um, Guys, be safe, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye! Bye.